When ice out coincides with a hot spring day, my heart finds it almost impossibly difficult to not go swimming, but then my brain takes over and I keep on hiking. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. While the winter side of the shoulder seasons can be bleak with brown fields, skeletal trees, and a mix of mud and ice, at least the shoulder season between winter and spring offers more hope. With the buds swelling, more birds singing and drumming, and the sun feeling warmer by the day rather than colder, there are sure signs of truly warm and pleasant weather coming. When I lived alongside a mellow Downeast River, I always enjoyed watching its cap of ice change this time of year and making guesses about when ice out would occur. But while the late fall ebb and flow of the river is marked by thin, clear ice and last-minute beaver and otter activity, Early spring is marked by chunks of punky ice being dodged by a variety of ducks. One duck that always causes a double-take this time of year is the ring-necked duck. Being in the same place or routine for a while means that our surroundings and activities often become ordinary, and we may even start to take them for granted. Seeing or hearing your backyard red squirrel or osprey, for example, blends into your daily reality without remark after you get used to their patterns. That is one of the reasons I think traveling to new places is such an important part of life. Suddenly every detail is a new and exciting adventure and makes you appreciate what you have all the more. Going to Scotland and witnessing the local sense of awe for both their red squirrel species and the osprey populations that aren't doing so well over there absolutely made me look at my backyard wildlife with a renewed sense of appreciation. But it is possible to build the observation skills to be able to notice new and exciting things every day right in your own backyard, and consequently deepen your appreciation for the world around you. That's the lesson I learned from some ring-necked ducks. I had gotten used to seeing mallards and even the less common wood ducks swimming around and foraging in my little bend of the river after several seasons. So as I was doing dishes or making bread and absently noticed a raft of ducks swimming along out the window, I often made the subconscious assumption that it was just some mallards or wood ducks, nothing worth stopping my chores for. But as I'm always challenging myself to look a little closer and be a bit more present, I did look twice at this raft of ducks and realized that they looked weird. With sloping foreheads and a noteworthy peak on the top of their heads, glossy black feathers everywhere but on their gray to white sides, this was not my usual duck neighbor. I snatched the binoculars and took a closer look, a bill tipped in black but with a white band behind it, but then they dived underwater for a while, which I did not expect. A flip through my Sibley's guide showed me that these were ring-necked ducks, a puzzling name for a duck whose ringed neck is rarely seen. Ring-necked ducks are arriving now from their winter haunts somewhere between southern Connecticut through Central America to spend the breeding season across Canada and the northernmost parts of the U.S., including all but the southern tip of Maine, a place where folks may only see them when they're migrating between their summer and winter homes. These diving ducks prefer freshwater ecosystems, ranging from flooded fields to bogs and small lakes. Camouflaged within the densely growing plants of such environments, they place their nests along the edges of these small freshwater ecosystems, or even on floating vegetation. They dive underwater to eat aquatic plants, mollusks, dragonfly nymphs, leeches, and other invertebrates, 
Animal protein is especially important when females are feeding young, but they will switch to more plant foods in the fall. Now is the time to look for these stately ducks in small flocks or pairs in a freshwater ecosystem near you. Courting males will show off by throwing their heads backward, nodding their heads, and doing other acrobatics that might make your own neck hurt just to watch. But more importantly, ring-necked ducks remind us to look for the extraordinary in the ordinary, which is possible no matter where you live. You just have to look a little closer. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and how to contact us by visiting archives.weru.org. If you have a nature question or observation you want us to cover in our show, let us know. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. Phenology.